I stayed in Arizona. And I wanted to come home, and I definitely wanted to come back and be back in the fellowship of the people that I love. So forgive me for getting hung up and talking, but that's okay. We fellowship, that's so much of what church is about. And it's good to have you here this morning. We're excited about this service. We're going to have a baptismal today. We have some people who want to be baptized. As a matter of fact, one of the candidates called me a couple weeks ago, TJ, and he said, um, I have a question. I said, okay. He said, I want to be baptized. And that's refreshing. Somebody say, hey, I want to be baptized. I said, okay. He said, I want to do it next week. Of course, we, I said, well, we got to prepare a little bit. we got to prepare a little bit. So he's being baptized along with some others who have decided to be baptized, and that's just exciting to see people make a profession of faith and following up in baptism. But we're glad you're here. We've come to worship. You see Brother Matt starting on the guitar this morning, not on the keyboard. Don't let that throw you off. He's going to lead us into worship as he always does. And so let's pray and invite God to join us here as we begin to, to worship him. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for what's going to happen here. But Lord, everything that happens in this place is about you. To glorify you, to lift your name on high, and to give you praise for what you've done for us. God, and we thank you for these candidates who have decided to follow you. God, and to commit to that through baptism. And we ask your blessings and your anointing on everything that happens here. Lord, may your glory fall in this place. As we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.
mountaintops. And God is good, and he is with us, and he goes before us. And he will never, ever, ever leave us. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Pray with me this morning that we just enter into his presence. This next song is kind of solo led. But will you enter in and will you act as though you and God are the only two people in this room? Close your eyes and listen to what God has. Worship him this morning. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that you are able, that you're with us, that you go before, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. God, those are such good promises. And we hold tight and we cling to those. And God, this morning, as we enter into your presence, as we usher in the presence of your Holy Spirit, God, will you be here? Will you meet each and every single one of us in the spot that we are right now? Because, God, we don't have to make ourselves perfect to come to you. We get to come to you broken because you are the only one that can make us perfect and make us right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.
you are worthy. And Lord, those who call upon your name, those who put their trust in your finished work on the cross, will spend eternity singing, you are worthy, you are holy. And we won't get tired of it. Heaven's not going to be boring. You, the Bible says that we can't conceive of what you have prepared for us. But part of that is going to be crying out, holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. And just understanding for all eternity how awesome you are. We can't even conceive of it now, Lord. So when we sing these words, you know, you know our limitations, you know what we can and can't know. But God, we mean it. We cry, holy are you, Lord. And we know that it is true. We know that it is right. And we know that it is good. When we sing, holy, holy.
all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. It is a blessing to be here with you this morning, to have you in our sanctuary, to be with you online for those of you that are joining us there. My name is Christy, and I am one of the youth leaders here at Bethel, and it is just an exciting time to be together uh, working toward the same goal to advance the gospel in Durham, in North Carolina, in the United States, and in our world. I am very excited to tell you about a few announcements that we have to do with doing just that, advancing the gospel here, specifically in Durham. And that is through Vacation Bible School. We are so excited to be having Vacation Bible School this year. We were not able to have it last year due to COVID, so we are just expecting double this year for it to be doubly good. Uh, we are going to be anchored in the Word, anchored in our faith during this VBS and teaching our, our children to be doing the same thing. How many of you know this VBS provides such a foundation for our kids, right? So I want to go ahead and tell you when that is. It's going to be August 11th through the 14th, and it is going to be from 6.30 until 8 o'clock each night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then on Saturday, there's going to be a morning time that we get to be together for a couple hours and have some lunch afterwards. I do want you to know that we have started advertising this. You may have seen the sign um, out in the front. We're going to get some other signs going up in the community. Um, but we've also advertised this on Facebook. How many of you have been on Facebook at least sometime this past week, right? So what I want for you to do, I want for you to find that Bethel Christian Center post that we made about VBS. And all you have to do is click share, right? Makes it so easy for us to just say, all right, I'm going to share this. This is what my church is doing. I'm going to get excited about it. And I'm going to invite the people that I have influence over to come into our house and learn to God's house, to this house, Bethel, and learn about Jesus Christ and how he wants us to be anchored. So if you will, find that post and share it. We're going to be sharing it more and more. Um, we do need volunteers still. If you are interested in volunteering or if you have already signed up to volunteer, if you will meet me right over here in this side of the sanctuary right after baptismal service, we are going to have just a quick 10-minute meeting so that we can all go get some lunch, get a nap, whatever we need to do. <laughs> um, but we are just going to meet to explain what those things are. If you're interested in volunteering, but you don't know what that's going to look like, stay after. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out together so that we can see how you can help us serve at Vacation Bible School in August. Uh, I do want to go ahead and invite Miss Judy up so that she can play some beautiful music that we're going to have for our offering time. So if you are ready for your offering, if you will, go ahead and grab that and hold it in your hand as the ushers come forward. We know that God has given us the ability uh, to steward our money well, to steward our time well, to steward the things that we have well. And this is an opportunity now to worship God in our giving, to say, hey, thank you. This isn't yours. This isn't mine. I'm giving it back to you. 
right? So if you will, if you'll bow your heads with me as we pray, God, we are grateful that you are who you are, that you don't change, that you are everlasting to everlasting. And God, we thank you that we have the free choice to choose you and to love you. And with that, God, with that love, we want to love you and honor you in our giving this morning, God. Because it's not ours, it's all yours. And when we think with that eternity, kingdom-minded mindset, God, the stuff of this world just doesn't matter. So God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this offering. In Christ's name we pray, amen. If you know the song, sing it with us, something beautiful. And he made something beautiful, something You know, it doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter how ugly it was. It doesn't matter what kind of seed you sowed. It doesn't make a difference. It's important. Jesus Christ can take and make your life a beautiful life. He said, I've messed up along the way. I created problems. I didn't live right. 
I committed some awful things. Doesn't matter as long as you turn it over to Jesus Christ. Your marriage, your business, your life. He'll take it and he'll make something beautiful of it. Sing it one more time. Something beautiful. Something beautiful. Something good. Oh, that's pretty. All my confusions. He understood. All I had to offer him. was brokenness and strife. But he made something beautiful of my life. Thank you. Bill Gaither would be real proud of you today singing that wonderful song. Thank you, Sister Judy. Thank you for coming today. Today is a very, very special day. We're going to have candidates to be baptized in water. And that's always exciting to see lives that have been changed. And they make a public confession of that change in their life. Uh, I'll share a message with you. Briefly, I'm at, I, I, probably, hopefully because we want to have the candidates later on to go back into uh, the foyer there and to the connect room. We have a couple men, Larry and Michael, are going to meet you there. But this morning as we talk about baptism, we're going to talk about three baptism, baptisms that the Bible mentions, three baptisms. And first of all, we have the baptism into Christ. Some great scripture here from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. What shall we say then, Paul says to the church at Rome? Shall we continue in sin? And this is the Amplified. Shall we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow. I really like reading sometimes the Amplified because it uses that, especially in 1 John. It don't just talk about sin, but it talks about the practice of sin. Sin as a lifestyle. Now, do we sin? Yes. Do we practice sin as a believer? No. Is sin a lifestyle for us? Absolutely not. But yes, we do sin. We falter, we fail, we sin. And we come to God, come to the Lord and ask, us to for, ask him to forgive us. That grace may abound, verse 2. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Verse 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death? 
Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When you come to Christ, you're changed. You ask him to forgive you of your sins. You leave those sins on the altar or leave them. And he takes and cleanses you by his blood and certainly through his spirit. But if we have been united together in likeness of his death, certainly, Paul says, we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. And that's really what happens when we receive Christ. We are baptized into Jesus Christ. Another uh, scripture that speaks concerning this is found in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. And this is also the Amplified. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, in, in, and I love this, into a spiritual union with the Christ, the anointing, have clothed yourselves with Christ. That is, you have taken on his characteristics and values. When I was much younger than I am now, uh, I would visit the hospitals. We visited the hospitals a lot. My son, I don't know how old Neil was, but uh, he was up in years, a few years, maybe 10, 12 maybe even teen, I don't remember. But I would visit the hospitals, and this happened more than one time. I perhaps would be in the elevator, and someone that did not know me would say, aren't you Neil Westbrook's father? I'd say proudly, yes. And I, I just believe that when we become a Christian, a believer, people will recognize us as related to Jesus Christ. In fact, brothers and sisters look alike in the spirit. We look alike. And we certainly take on Jesus' characteristics. Uh, we are brought into a union with Christ when we are baptized. Someone said, I don't understand that, Pastor. I can somewhat understand being baptized in water. I don't know what it means to be in Christ. Let me give you just an example. Hopefully this will help. When Noah built the ark, he and his family, when it came time, went inside the ark and God shut the door and they were in the ark. They were protected. Even though it rained, the storms came. And even though there was an awful flood, Noah and his family were protected. So that's what happens when we come to Jesus Christ. We are in him and we are protected. We're in conformity with certainly Jesus Christ. Circumcision of the heart by putting off the old man to put on Christ simply means clothed with him. We put on him. We're clothed in him. We assume his person. We assume his character. Listen, when you become a Christian, you identify with Christ. That's the reason we're called Christians, Christ-like. Christians, we're called. And uh, we're clothed in his righteousness. 
2 uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Now this blesses me. For he has made him to be sin for us. God made Jesus Christ to be sin for us. Who knew no sin. He did not know sin, but he was made sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God. That just blows my mind. Sinful man. Sinful man. Through Christ, through us, our relationship with him, we can have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, wow. Isn't that great? That we, somebody says, I can't live the life. I don't want to come to the Lord because I can't live the life. No, you can't. But Jesus Christ, Romans chapter 8, talks about his spirit coming on the inside of us, and he gives us strength to live that life. You see, you and I cannot live a Christian holy life. It takes the power of God. It takes the spirit of God. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ. And he changes us and we are made new creatures in Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? And so we can put on certainly the righteousness of Christ. The true believer, the person that has accepted Jesus Christ, has been baptized into Christ. I love Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. In him, listen to this, you were also circumcised a spiritual with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the old body. The old man dies. Of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And then verse 13 of Colossians chapter 2, it says, And you, every believer, and you, being dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of the flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all. Somebody say all. All trespasses. I'm telling you, when you come to Christ, something wonderful happens. There's a great transformation. There is the circumcision of the heart. There is the changed life. I'm not too sure that we have accepted Jesus Christ if we don't change in some way. We change. God changes us. We are clean. We are holy. And we are sanctified through and by, as I said, the spirit of Jesus Christ. One of the greatest tr chapters, if you're struggling with sin, maybe there's a habit in your life and, and you, you hate it and you overcome it and you ask Jesus to forgive you and you find yourself drifting right back into that, then I would encourage you to read Romans chapter 8 over and over again. Romans chapter 8. 19 times in that one chapter, the Holy Spirit is, is mentioned. You see, when, we're, when we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit 
How many of you believe he's alive? You believe God is alive? Jesus is alive? The Holy Yes. You can't see him, but Brother Don, I can't see him. Mother told her son to wash his hands, wash his hands. He had germs on it. He said, germs in Jesus, germs in Jesus. That's all I hear about, and I've never seen either one of them. <laughs> you've never seen him, but you've never seen electricity either, but it works. Don't it? It's real, isn't it? He's real. Jesus Christ is real. And so I would encourage you to read the eighth chapter. Read it with several translations, not just one. Read it with several translations. And, and, and then come to God and, and just quote those scriptures, quote those verses, quote that word. And you'll find yourself being more victorious than you've ever found yourself before. Then we have not only the baptism into Jesus Christ when we are born again, we have baptism in water. And that's what we're going to experience today. Baptism in water. Matthew chapter 3, I love these verses, 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him. See it, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? You come to me. He's talking to the Son of God. Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus did not have to be baptized because he had sin in his life. He was baptized as an example for the believer that would follow for you and I to be baptized. Then he allowed him, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, I love this, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. God Almighty, the creator of everything, speaks. Stamps his approval upon his son. But there, the dove, the dove symbolizes gentleness. The dove symbolizes innocence. The dove symbolizes meekness. And you know what? Also, the dove was used in the Old Testament to offer up as a sacrifice. How many of you know that Jesus Christ offered himself up to be a sacrifice for us? So water baptism. Does water baptism save you? No, no it doesn't save you. But it shows that you have been saved. Water baptism is sort of like this ring I have on my finger. It shows everyone. It don't make me married, but it shows that I am married to a Beautiful, beautiful woman. And it's important that we be baptized. Notice what I have on your outline. I hope you have one. Notice what I have. First of all, it's a command. It's not a take it 
or leave it. Second of all, it's an outward show of an inward experience. Thirdly, a baptism of repentance. It does not remit sins, but it shows that your sins have been remitted. A baptism of identification with Jesus Christ. And number five, notice, it shows, this is important, we are united with Christ in the likeness of his death, in the likeness of his burial, and in the likeness, certainly, of his resurrection. And that's what happens when we go under the water. It's like a death. We die. We come back to life. We come out of the water, and it's like his revelation. It's just like... Uh, Resurrection. It's just a powerful, powerful thing. Now, for those, some people says, well, if, if I've been baptized years ago, and um, first of all, maybe I'm not satisfied with my baptism, or maybe I backslid and I just really got away from God and, and just went away from a, a relationship with Jesus, what should I do? Well, I take, and I believe Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5 speaks to this. The writer of Revelation, John, speaks of the church at Ephesus. And the condition of this church, it has some positive things. It was commended about some things. But John said, you've left your first love. And then in the fifth verse, he says, go and do your first works over. The Amplified says, as you did before. So we believe, I believe it's important once we have come back to Jesus after our backslidden condition that we're to go and be baptized once again. Let me end by uh, coming to the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Christ is when we're, we're saved. Baptism in water is after we're saved showing forth our relationship with Jesus Christ. Baptism with the Holy Spirit. The empowering of the Spirit subsequent to salvation. I want that to be very clear. I believe this. And I believe as you study the Word of God, especially the Apostle Paul's writing, and especially reading the book of Acts. Let me say it again. The empowering of the Spirit subsequent to salvation. John chapter 1, verse 29 and 33. Look at verse 33 of John chapter 1. I did not know him, John speaking, John the Baptist, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending, I just talked about it, like a dove, and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with what? The Holy Spirit. There's a song, it's real, it's real. I know, I know it's real. It's real not because I feel it, and we do feel it sometimes. It's real because the word of God says it re it's real. Here, Jesus is the one who is, is the baptizer. Acts chapter 1 and verse 5 talks about he is the one that baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises rivers of grace. To flow out from you to others. That's John chapter 7, verse 37 and 39. That is some of the most important scriptures when it comes to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then in Luke 9, 
Luke 11, 9 through 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, I love this, listen at it. Will he give him a stone? If he asks fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks an egg, will he offer a scorpion? Verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts, this is Jesus speaking, knows how to, knows how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, I said subsequent to our salvation. Listen to me very careful. And if you're studying the word, I don't have the time to explain all this this morning because you want to get to the water baptism. But listen, when a person, when a man or a woman is saved, the Holy Spirit, Jesus' Holy Spirit, comes on the inside, fully on the inside. He's there. You don't receive anymore. When you're baptized of the Holy Spirit, and we believe in the baptism with, uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and when you're baptized of the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit that came on the inside flows out of you. And uh, I, I just think it's very important that we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jack Hayford explains it this way. Notice your notes. You have new power to serve or witness. And there's scripture. I don't have time to read it. You have new power to serve and witness. You have new pursuit for growth in the word of God. And all these scriptures, I would encourage you to take your, your outline uh, home with you. And this week, in your quiet time, sit down, turn the TV off, Cut off your phone, sit down, take this, and read these verses of Scripture. Let them move you, touch you, digest these Scriptures. Number one, you have power to serve and witness. We find that in Acts 1 and 8. Have a new pursuit in the Word of God. It's important. Yes, we can enjoy the Word. Yes, we can understand the word, but not like we can when we're baptized for the Holy He makes that word jump out off the page and you understand it much better. Not only that, but we have a new potency in prayer. One of the greatest assets to the baptism, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that power and that anointing and that means whereby we can pray in the Spirit. It's important. There are times we need the Holy Spirit to, to move us in prayer. When I had cancer and they were rolling me down the corridor of the hospital, you know, you're laying on your back. You know what's going to be after this? You just trust God. I can't tell you the peace that I have in my heart. But as they were rolling me to the operating room, I was praying. And I was praying in the spirit. And I spoke in tongues under my breath. I didn't do it audibly. But I spoke. And that was the most peace. That was the most comforting things. So we need the potency in our prayers. Ephesians and Romans. And then we, knew, we have a new passion for worship. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have a new passion 
for worship. There's something about worshiping God. There's something about worshiping God. When the Holy Spirit touches your heart, touches your life, begins to minister into you. I know Pentecostals are thought to be emotional. There's nothing wrong with emotions. We all, someone says, I don't get emotion, emotional, don't you? You ever stump your toe? You ever see that new grandbaby? Wow! There's a lot of things. Did your team win when Duke beat Carolina or vice versa? You get, yeah, we all get emotional. And we need to understand that, listen, I think sometimes, don't, don't misunderstand me. I think sometimes the devil has hijacked the church's emotions. You can't read the book of Psalms and not see where the psalmist, he, he became so emotional in his prayer. Ezra, I want to I preach on that soon. The ninth chapter of Ezra, Ezra. He was repenting for the sins of Israel. And the Bible says he, he tore his clothes. He pulled his hair out. He fell on his knees and cried out to God. I'll tell you, there needs to be a crying out to God for our nation. Our nation is sick. It's in trouble. It's time for the church had fervent prayer. Amen? Let me say it again. It's time for the church to have fervent prayer. Not a now lay me down to sleep prayer. It's good to do that. It's good to say grace. There are times we need to get down before God and cry out to God and say, Oh, God. Oh, God. And that's good. And that can be done if you just be willing to do that and allow the Holy Spirit to move you and to touch your life. Baptism into Jesus Christ, our salvation experience. Baptism in water following our experience of accepting Jesus Christ. And baptism of the Holy Spirit. Notice what I have at the bottom of your page, if you will. There is one baptism with the Spirit, but we are called to many ongoing refillings. One baptism, but there are many refillings. All of us need to be refilled. Ah, we need the Holy Spirit to, to, to stir us. Father, we love you today. Bow your heads, please. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to accept you as our personal Savior. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to be baptized in water. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God, all of these are offered to us, and we stand amazed of these wonderful gifts, the greatest gifts in the world. And for that, we're thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like for the worship team to come. For all of those that's going to be baptized, if you'll go out and go into the foyer, there's a, there's a big sign up there that says Connect Room, Connect Room. I want you to go back there, and Brother Larry and Brother Michael are going to meet you back there. Would you do that? Amen.
Now, here's a song that, that I really like. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites, and sometimes I think, for Matt, I've worn it out, but I don't think he could wear it out. Doesn't matter what you need today. Have you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? Have you said an eternal yes to the Lord? I remember when I was nine years old in a little church in Clinton, North Carolina, Sampson County, there was a lady preaching a revival. And she opened that altar, and I hit that altar. I wept before the Lord. It seems like it was yesterday. You know what? I can say this today. My sins are gone. I would encourage you, if you have never accepted Christ, to do that. You say, Brother Don, what do I have to do? Just come to him. How do I come to Jesus? Can't see him? Just in your, in your prayer time, in your believing, in your faith before him. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my personal Savior. And I believe that. Stand with us and sing it, if you will. I once was lost, but now I'm found. My heart to thee and grace, my fear I know for some it's somewhat of a new church for you and sometimes you feel uncomfortable and that, that's understandable. But we like altar prayers. We built this church, we put the pews back far enough that we can have plenty of room around the altar. I love altars. The Bible throughout the Old and New Testament is filled with building altars, going to the altar, the horns of the altar, all the things about the altar. Now, you can receive just as much back there where you are as you, but something about going to the altar. And I, I trust today that you'll, everyone, step out into the aisle and come and stand with us as we sing it again. Sing it, Brother Mick. Come on, everyone, come on. My God, my Savior. Come on, just step out.
Jones, come up closer. Come up closer so we all can get up. Come on. Come on. Sing it. Sing the chorus again. My chains are gone. God's going to touch somebody here. I just believe the Holy Spirit's going to touch your life. Someone here, you just need to really lay everything on the altar. Maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe there are habits you're struggling with. Whatever you're struggling with, let's all just bow our heads today. Would you just bow your head? Close your eyes for just a moment. I will not embarrass you. I will not embarrass you. But you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, or I need to renew my relationship with the Lord. Would you just slip up that hand? Come on. All over. Come on. If you're standing here. Hallelujah. I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want all of us to pray it together. Heavenly Father, I come to you today sorry of my sins. I ask you to forgive me Cleanse me. I receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I know some of you knew him, but I just think it's good for us to get all this out before the Lord. Now, Father, you've heard our prayers. Every man, every woman, every young person today, and I pray, God, that there would be a freedom I pray for those that are are in bondage to habits, in bondage to sin. I pray that those chains are broken today. May your Holy Spirit set free by your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's lift our hands and let's praise God and say today, my chains are gone. Hallelujah. Listen. He will much and portion is long. Lift your voice. Sing it out. My chains are gone.
it, church. Sing it. I've been set free. And like a flood, I, I want to thank you today for coming, first of all. And then I want to thank you for coming to the altar. I, I wish, who's got, a, who's got a, a phone that you can take a picture of all the, can you, you can, I guess you can't get it. This is one of the most beautiful sights I've seen in a long time. I've, it's, it's just a beautiful sight. This altar is filled. It's going down the aisle. Thank you. Thank you. I believe God's touched your life today. Anybody got a phone? You can come up here and take a picture of it. Listen, let me, let me say this before we uh, change gears and have that water baptism. If you have a special need, if you're sick, if you're sick in your body and you need God to touch your life, we're going to pray especially for you. God's going to touch you today. Amen. We got some folks here. We got some prayer warriors here. They know the worth of prayer. They know how to believe God. It's okay if two or three of you do it. It's okay. They know the worth of prayer. So if you're here today and you are sick or you don't you have a, something in your body or life that you want us to pray, maybe it could be for children or grandchildren, whatever it is, but you have a special need and you say, I need prayer, just slip up that hand. Anyone? Okay. Okay. Now, I want, here's two men. We need two men right here. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Okay. We have a Linda. We have a lady back here with her hand up. All the way back. All the way back. In fact, <laughs> there's two ladies there. Hallelujah. Okay, they've got both of them, yes. Somebody else, somebody else. Pray, find out what they need and pray for them. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun goes down. Sing it. Oh, let us praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him when the sun, God's touching lives, sing it out, praise Him, let us pray.
gonna praise Him. Praise Him when the sun. Thank Him. Sing it out. Thank Him. Thank Him in the morning. Thank Him. Thank Him when the sun goes down. I saw Larry come in. Are they ready? Where is he at? Oh, my goodness. Now, we're going to take, and, and I, I hope you'll stay. We've got, I, I left plenty of time. And if you would like, if you have a loved one that's being baptized and you'd like to come up and take pictures of them, you're welcome to come right here and come up here. You can come up on the platform, get on the steps, and you will not disturb us taking pictures, okay? So if you want to do that, but if you, if you would stay with us, and uh, we will go into our baptismal service. Do I, is there anything else I need to do? Okay. We, how about a testimony? Do we need Larry? Do, is someone going to give their testimony? Y'all may be seated. Just thank you so much. What happened to the, the, some of these? Didn't they were really blessed? Some of these ladies really blessed? Yes. Did the, did the Lord, huh? She needed healing. Thank you. You that took a picture, if you'll put it on Facebook for us, I would appreciate it and put a little word there what, what it was about. It was just a great response to an altar call, altar service.
Good morning. Uh, my name's T.J. Wilson. I'm 38 years old. I was born in Hillsboro, and um, I was lucky enough to have a family that, that was really involved in church when I was young, so I had a, a good foundation coming up. Uh, like a lot of people, I, I backslid, and I, I lost sight of the Lord, and um, I'm thankful to be standing here in front of you today to rededicate my life and to go through this open public display of, of my profession for the love of Christ. And I want to thank everybody for being here. Thanks my, my family for being supportive. And, and uh, I pray that you guys will uh, keep me in your prayers and keep my family in your prayers. My children got saved Wednesday night. That's a blessing. So... I'm looking forward to the great things that the Lord has planned. I felt for a long time that I was meant for a lot more than what I have lived up to my potential so far, and I'm excited about the changes.
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
forget, if you are interested in helping out with Vacation Bible School, we're meeting right here, right now. So if you are interested in volunteering for Vacation Bible School, we're going to meet right there.